Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning on this Friday, October 7th. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on The Morning Beat. It's a morning of conversation. We've got all sorts of guests lined up uh, that I'm super excited to tell you about. But first, I do have to tell you that Michaela is out. She is in Atlanta performing uh, her new music from her album, Vivian, that just came out recently. So we have the pleasure of Char Jossel. How are you, honey? Good morning, AJ. First Friday of the month. I'm doing sensational. You just told me that, and I didn't even I was not even aware. I guess I was, <laughs> but I didn't think about it. Yeah. Or is there something good that's supposed are we supposed to like manifest today? Like what's that mean? Is it is I, it good energy? I don't know. Can, it feels like there's something, you know, like it like it's synchronized because it is the mm-hmm, seventh, you mm-hmm. know, seven days in a week. Okay. Even though technically that would be Saturday, mm-hmm. but it, it's good. Yeah. I just I feel great. I cannot believe that we are under 90 days away from saying happy new year. I know. Also, you just said Saturday to Saturday. That is your week. Your your week starts on a Sunday, doesn't it? Is that yeah, how, yeah. See, now that drives me crazy. My husband and I have had this argument so many times. <laughs> he thinks it's Sunday to Saturday. I'm like, no, it's obviously Monday is the first day of the week. And then the weekend ends and then it starts over. But you're one of those. It starts on Sunday for oh, me. Oh, wow. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Makes me uncomfortable. That doesn't mean why. that I'm doing work per se, but you. it is the start of a new week. Well, you know, because sometimes when calendars are filled, out for the entire month they start on the Sunday sometimes they start on the Monday depends on who printed them but at home we have this dry erase board that keeps us on schedule so we always know what each other has going on Mm. and even though we have it in our phone we like to be like old school and have something visual to look at And I, whenever I fill it out, I always start on Monday. Monday's the first box. Oh yeah, you would get on my nerves. And it drives them crazy. Yeah, you would get on my nerves. Oh wow. Gosh. It needs to start with S and end with S. I thought he was the only one. No, 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 no. There are two of you now. Yep. Probably many, many more. Uh, but speaking <laughs> of uh, a great show, uh, I teased this a moment ago. We've got some fantastic guests joining our show um, from ESPN and ABC News, also the LA Times. LZ Granderson is calling in uh, to talk about a review that he wrote recently for the film Bros. Uh, kind of bombed at the box office, but I had a hard time seeing it because it was selling out in Los Angeles, right? It sold really? out every Yeah, and I saw the show I saw was sold out. And so it's interesting that a, that a film can be that successful in a place like L.A. and bomb in middle America and the South and everywhere else. Uh, but Elsie has some really interesting thoughts on why it didn't do so well. Uh, speaking, though, of bros, this is tricky. We've got Jay Rodriguez from Bros yeah. actually calling in today, the original host of The Morning Beat, joining us. A little interesting also that Michaela's not here and we're going to be talking to Jay. I haven't seen Jay since 2019. I don't think I have either. Like, I have I think, not seen, aside from like a little like on, on the IG, I have not really even spoken to him. This will be fun this morning. I think I saw him at the Queerty Awards uh, mm. right before the pandemic. Okay. So maybe a little bit That's more That's top recent, of 2020. Yeah, end of 2019. Yeah. yeah. 
So also uh, joining us today is a dear friend of mine, Brandon Kyle Goodman. You may know them from uh, Messy Mondays on Instagram, uh, but they have a new book <laughs> out called The Messy Life and to Step Into Who You Really Are, or You Gotta Be is what the book is called. Um, it's all about your messy life. Brandon is phenomenal. Brandon, this is a really, really, really incredible person. I'm excited for you to meet Brandon. I'm excited. I'm You've excited. really talked Brandon up. He's great. He's really great, and I'm excited for our listeners to hear from him as well. So if you feel like you've got a little bit of mess in your life, <laughs> Brandon's here for you. Just so much fun. It's a great show today. We're super, super excited to have you here. Like I said, I think we should get in some news on the beat, though. I think so as well. All right. So the Supreme Court has agreed to hear 303 Creative LLC versus Alinas, a case that could determine the future of the LGBTQ rights nation nationwide. Uh, the case involves Lori Smith, a Christian woman in Colorado who makes wedding announcement websites. Smith wanted to post a message on her professional website stating that she wouldn't make websites for same-sex marriages because it would be against her faith. When she found out that such a notice would violate Colorado's anti-discrimination laws, she preemptively sued her state's government, saying that the laws violated her First Amendment right to free speech. Her lawsuit sought to block enforcement of the law. Now, LGBTQ plus advocates say that the effects of this case will go far beyond free speech and could hollow out uh, our protections by essentially allowing any employee to deny service to the LGBTQ plus people or those who identify uh, whose identities they disagree with. Slippery, slippery slope. Keep an eye on that story for you, obviously. Now, Oklahoma has blocked the provision of gender-affirming care for young people at a major university hospital, and Governor Kevin Stitt uh, is calling for a ban on all such care in the state. Stitt, a Republican who is up for re-election next month, signed Senate Bill 3 into law Tuesday. It makes federal funds under the American Rescue Plan Act available to the University of Oklahoma Medical Center Center and its children's hospital only if they cease providing gender-affirming medications or Ugh. surgeries to people under 18. Uh, major medical associations endorse puberty blockers and hormone therapy for transgender youth. The effects of puberty blockers are reversible. Hormones, uh, mostly. Uh, doctors do not recommend genital surgery for minors, although some undergo the surgery. Which that is which so is far, very rare. That's also so far down the road, and it, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Like that's not that's we're not these. 15-year-old kids aren't asking for genital surgery. They're asking just to be affirmed in who they are. Yes, it's, uh, it's, which is a big Republican talking point. Uh, they make it appear, they try to create this boogeyman uh, of, of a seven-year-old laying on an operating like table. Like we're doing hatchet jobs yeah. on trans kids everywhere or something. It's just it's just so unfortunate. Um, but that is the news. Uh, you have a vibe for us, I believe, yes? I do, and this is because I'm still riding a high. You know, last night I got to moderate the KNX debate between Karen Bass and Rick That's Caruso. That's right. LA mayor, vote next month. November 8th. Nevertheless, this quote comes from Barbara Giddings, who says equality means more than passing laws. The struggle is really one in the hearts and minds of the community where it really counts. Oh, I love that. I think that speaks to the humanity, like to the human human level before we get to just slinging out things. I can't wait to get off the air and talk to you about the debate last night. Really quickly, though, <laughs> I'm filling in for Michaela, so I'm a little bit rusty. Uh, the weather today, 90, uh, 78 in D.C., 97 in Palm Springs, 87 in Orlando, 76 in Seattle, 69 in San Francisco and a nice cool ish warm ish 84 here in Los Angeles. All right, this news is going to make some people very, very, very happy. It's finally happening. Uh, uh, there's a good side and a bad side to this. Now, on the good side, you're going to be able to edit tweets. Lisa Rinna, Chrissy Teigen have to be thrilled because they get themselves into some trouble on Twitter, honey. Okay. On the flip <laughs> side, though, it's going to cost you $4.99 a month. 
So Twitter won't be free. I knew they would do something like this. Elon Musk, didn't he just agree to buy Twitter again, too? I, be- I believe so. So I think that's going through. But it turns out that uh, they're going to be charging $4.99 a month for a subscription to Twitter Blue which is like their elevated service. It's sort of like Netflix without the commercials, I think. That's how I that's how I wrap my brain around it. And you'll be able to change your tweet up to 5 times in the first 30 minutes after sharing. So if you tweet something you realize I probably shouldn't have said that. That is very the fingers harmful. moved a little bit too quickly. You can change it. What I will say is this kind of reminds me of how people have taken advantage of Facebook's edit. Mm. Like there are people. I remember when, you know, Will Smith, Will Smith and the whole smackation happened. You about called him Will Smack. I did. I did. That's cute. (laughs) But someone had put on Facebook that like Will Smith is going to slap Chris Rock in 2022. And the status was like from 2012. And it's like, what? But unless you click on those three dots and see like edit history, you would think that they were, you know, Miss Cleo telling you the future. Oh. Because you can change it on Facebook forever. Yes, That's you can go right. back to a status of 2009. I never thought about you that. You edit it, then share it like you're, you know, Raven Baxter. Now, wow. what I will say about this is it's just so much easier just to delete the damn mm-hmm. tweet and and tweet again. Like, anyone paying $5 a month, like, how many... How many, you know, tweets are you firing off that that aren't aligned with what you really mean to right. say? That's 60 bucks a year just out the window for nothing. Wow. So that you can change your tweet. But my better advice would be this. This, this is what was worked for me. Take a breath. Like, take okay. a breath. Take a beat. You, yeah, before, a breath you, and a before beat. you send the tweet. <laughs> hey, Take a beat before you send the tweet. That could be like a slogan. And and it will be labeled edited, correct? Like when these tweets go out, we will, maybe they'll be flagged. Like, you know, like how in Twitter circles, those tweets show yes. up green. Yes. So maybe if it's edited, it'll show up as a red tweet. I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever sent out a tweet and just been like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Are you a deleter, a tweeter and a deleter or do you just no. leave it? Listen, I have a, a, a line about typos. It, I said, typos keep me humble. That is in my Twitter okay, bio. Okay. So unless it's something very, if I'm just like, you know, tweeting an award show or talking about what Kerry Washington's doing, you know, maybe I'll keep it up. But if it's an egregious typo, which does sometimes happen, or if autocorrect, you know, mm-hmm. really steps on my toes, I will delete and send out send out the tweet again. Well, there is somebody who's talking out about this. It's uh, Rachel Toback, who is an ethical hacker. Whatever the F that means, oh, no. an ethical hacker oh, no. and CEO of Social Proof Security said uh, she was talking to The Washington Post recently about these edited tweets and how they could wreak havoc on Twitter, saying somebody will tweet something that says these two celebrities just started dating. Yep. Right. It goes viral. 15 to 20 minutes later, they go in and they change that to a crypto scam, a phishing link, voting disinformation. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Something racist. Yes. And all of a sudden you change it. And it's, it, it looks so now it looks like and everybody's like, like you're mad. endorsing. Yes. Now everybody's mad at everything. Everything, and you might have mm-hmm. liked it an hour ago. I don't really like this. I haven't thought about I haven't really thought this through. It's going to have to be an obvious color, something bold, something that stands out to let yeah, the tweeter know but to your, that this has been edited. But to your point, though, what if, let's say, for instance, I say, I support all women. I believe all women. Mm-hmm. Survivors of abuse. I believe, And that's my tweet. Mm-hmm. And it's going viral. Mm-hmm. And then I decide I'm going to change it. I say... I like to hit women or whatever ridiculous thing the opposite of that might be. Yeah. And then then that's a choice I made. But you say you liked that tweet an hour ago or 20 minutes ago. 
I changed it in the first 30 minutes. Now, all those people who liked it are shown as supporting abusive women. That's crazy. That's to why me. I said it's going to have to be obvious. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the whole conversation around cancel culture is about to go berserk. Well, I think beyond <laughs> obvious also, though, I think then the people who have maybe liked something that's been edited should get a notification. Like if you had liked oh. it, you need to get a notification. Yes. Because, because I'm not because I can I can make the choice and look like an a-hole. But you're going to as well without knowing it because you might. And then I can take my retweet by, take back or yes. my like back. You, that is good. We need to get notified. Because it makes me less likely yeah. to like things and retweet things yeah. if I know there's a chance they could edit it, especially if I see it's been done in the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Maybe wait till 30 minutes or have gone by. <laughs> you'll be able to tell if they don't make it obvious. You'll be mm-hmm. able to tell if someone quote tweets it. Yeah. And then they edit the tweet. And it's like, well, this don't make no sense. Your quote tweet, what you added to this tweet, mm. doesn't add up to the initial tweet. Oh, because it's been edited Five times yes, in 30 minutes. In 30 minutes. Well, uh, to your point, though, edited tweets are marked with a little pen symbol. So it's clear that... Uh, it's I be- hope the pen is red. It better be bright red. It needs to jump out. Right, okay. and it needs to get like bigger each time. If it's been edited four or five <laughs> right, times, it keeps growing. Right. It's like one of those big. Remember, when you're, remember being a kid and getting those big pencils you could buy, like when you're yes. like a, 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 on a field trip or something like that, and they're like two feet long. Or and, the pens with all the colors, oh, and I they used, were like so fat, oh, no. but you got to like press down like green, red, blue. I'm, I'll see you multicolored pen and up you to a vibrating multicolored pen. Have you ever had one of those? Now, why I need to vibrate? No, there's a, no, this is so cool. So there used to be this pen that had like maybe a dozen colors around the top uh-huh. that you could click down different colors, and you put like a double A batteries or AAA batteries inside of it and as you write it looks like it's vibrating so it's like squiggle writing so you could write normal printing or cursive so much pointless but as a little kid it was the most iconic thing in the entire world right up there with those pencils where you push the lead through and the new one came through at the end well i hated those i like the ones where the lead would be the stick and it would break off i didn't like the ones where they gave you like the little pencil tip and then you had to like replenish we're talking about twitter updates (laughs) and we're taking it back to the stone ages i remember (laughs) when you used to chisel on tablets that was fun (laughs) how do you feel about cursing I've been cursing since I since I think before I could really walk. Actually, I've well, always had the mouth of a sailor. Well, you know they always say anybody who curses always like references the studies that say that more intelligent people curse. Really, right? it's a sign of intelligence if you actually are comfortable cursing. Well, uh, so I, I I curse too. Listen, I try really hard not to here on the show, but there is what we have called it's called a dump button yes. here in studio. So if we do say something wrong, we have five seconds basically to hit that dump button. And it will erase what we just said. Yes. So that, that and you is, do a really good job because I, we have spicy talk, but we know that when that red mm-hmm. light is on and when we're live on air, mm-hmm. you find colorful language to you know dive around how you're trying to express yourself. Well, listen to this. This is going to bring me so much pride. I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I went to the Ohio State University. I'm actually going there in two weeks to see my cousin who just moved home. My sister lives there. I'm taking her out to a fancy dinner, nice. and it's, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Well, it turns out. That my hometown, according to a new survey done by Preply of 1,500 people living in 30 major cities across the United States, Columbus, Ohio ranked number one for swearing, with residents swearing an average of 36 times per day. That's (laughs) wild. Do you know what's number two? What's number Las two? Las Vegas, Michaela's hometown. So the fact that the two of us host this morning show okay, and we've been, not child. been canceled yet is wild to me. Meanwhile, I'm from Chicago and I see that I we're listed number four for least swears on average, you know, cursing maybe 17 times you're, a day. You're very kind in Chicago. It's a very kind city. 
You know what? I will say Mm -hmm. Chicago. Parts of it, for sure. Chicago, for the most part, what I hate about L.A. is Chicago. Everybody, for the most part, says, excuse me, please, and thank you. It's that Midwestern In L.A., Mm -hmm. people do not say excuse me. People do rarely say please, and they rarely say thank you. It gets under my skin so bad. I remember living in Columbus. In my, I came out in Columbus. I was there in college, then through my 20s. I lived there for about 10 years, and it's kind of where I feel like I became like an adult, right? Mm. Where I kind of grew into myself, accepted my sexuality, graduated college, all those sorts of things. And this tracks, people do curse a lot there. It's very, very, very true. I also think that um, the nicest people from Columbus, like my gay friends, mm-hmm. we always moved away from Columbus eventually. Mm-hmm. And we always went to New York, LA, or Chicago. Really? And sort of like, yeah, the, the dreamers who might be a little bit more rough around the edges always went to New York and LA. Mm-hmm. The nice guys always went to Chicago. I have so many, one of my best friends, Mike, he and his partner came down to our wedding in Mexico, and they're in Chicago. They're like the nicest guys in the world. Yeah. And probably moved there because there was too much cursing in Columbus. To be yeah, honest. and Chicago is, listen, it's a cleaner New York. What I will say, as you were speaking, I looked at the, the list for the most swears. Did you notice that the overwhelming majority are southern cities? Of course they are. Uh, of course they are. We're talking the Austin. Least... We're talking Fort Worth, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Oklahoma City. Yes. Doesn't surprise Fort me. Fort Worth. Louisville. Yeah. Does Louisville, does the Kentucky count as Louisville, the South? Uh, listen, Louisville's the South. Uh, it's interesting. Where is that on the Mason-Dixon well, it's, line? It's above. Well, so it's interesting because like Kentucky was sort of like a border state, right? And technically, the Ohio River was like, above the Ohio River was technically the North. Oh. Right? So Kentucky technically was part of the South, but they were above the Mason-Dixon line. They were in that in-between gray area. So if you go to Kentucky now, there's a lot of Southern influence. My sister lives there and my cousin. I do want to point out, as you mentioned, your hometown of Columbus Mm -hmm. curses the most and who curses the least is Phoenix, Arizona, on average 14 times a day. Because it's always sunny and there's no humidity there. They're happy. You know, Meghan McCain is the princess of Arizona and she swears a lot. I used to love Meghan McCain. Did you really? Back in the day. I used to tolerate her. She blocked me on Twitter. She got weird. You got blocked by her? Well, she's married to the guy from The Federalist. He's oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah, she. I'll tell you why on break. She block, blocked me on February first, twenty twenty two. I love how you remember that. I back I in, back in the day, I used to always say that <laughs> this isn't like the George W. Bush era and after that mm. era where where the Republicans were problematic. We thought that's as bad as it could possibly get. Yes, right? with before, with before. Jenna and her twin sister just yes. getting drunk and yes. and painting the town red. Yes. Thought that was as bad as it yeah. could get. Little did we know Donald Trump was right around Ooh. the corner. But I will say that Meghan McCain. I used to always say I'm like. If, if more Republicans were like Meghan McCain, I would vote for Republicans back in the day. That's what I used to say. And now she's just gone off the rails. Yeah, she, she's a goner, but, uh, for sure. I don't know what the F she was thinking, Vanessa. Bleep me. <laughs> now, our queen may be gone, but we have another queen sitting in her place. Char Jossel filling in today for Michaela Gordon. Thank you so much for being here, of course. Love working with you. Um, but speaking of Queen Char, mm-hmm. the queen, mm-hmm. the you hear that part? The queen uh, is making headlines again. What's popping? Oh, my goodness. You know what? There's so much controversy that has come as a result of this darn Renaissance album, which I still have not been able to stop playing. Just listen to Church Girl so on the way good. into work. So good. Well, you know, uh, the UK pop duo Right Said Fred, you re- you remember them, right? Wait, Right Said Fred was two people? Yeah. I always thought it was just one guy named Fred and he was too sexy for everything. I mean, that would two? make sense. But they're wow. brothers, Fred and Got Richard it. Fairbass. Well, they are calling Beyonce, quote, arrogant because she did not ask to use their, their sample for her hit Alien Superstar, which I love. Mm. Now, here's the thing. 
normally, you know, they say that normally the artist approaches them. They claim that Drake approached them to use it. Taylor Swift approached them to use it. I think it's just a formality. Mm -hmm. But Beyonce still did things the quote unquote right way because she went through the people who owned the song, which technically are the producers who produced it and gotten the melody. Melody, excuse me. And so they have issue with this. They have just taken to the UK press and... I don't know what their motive is, but I I can understand being, you know, a little bit jaded around intellectual property or what you may deem intellectual property. But what I found most interesting is that (laughs) their song is a sample as well that they did not ask for permission for and later had to pay the rights to the guitarist. really? Yes. I never knew that. It is a riff from, I believe, a Bob Marley song. No. Yeah, and they later had to pay, uh, oh, excuse me, not Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. And they went back and I guess Retribution, you know, uh, paid the guy. The song is called Third Stone from the Sun and it's used in I'm Too Sexy. Okay, so. Now they claim they didn't know that that this was taken from right. from that Jimi Hendrix so song. So just to clarify, this was a black artist. Yes. And then some white artists stole it. Yes. And then a black artist stole it back. It sounds and, like. And they're upset. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that part of the story. It, it Listen, it sounds like reparations to right, me. Right, right. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I can understand why people are a little bit sensitive to Beyonce just snatching up their music, even if they don't have the rights to it. I can understand, yeah. like, on an emotional level, why that might be. Even though Khalees was tripping, if you ask she me. She lost her mind. That little la 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 la. Lost la, it. La, lost in energy. It. Are you kidding and me? And also, nobody was talking about Khalees for a long time until that. Like, yeah. real talk. Like, I, so, but then on the other, I, so I can see how it can seem like it's a little bit of arrogance on Beyonce's part. Yeah. Right? Um, it, to me, it doesn't feel like arrogance. It feels like. A little bit, it could have been a little more thoughtful. That's it. Thank you. Maybe just a quick message. And there's a twisted irony in the artist who created the song titled, I'm Too Sexy, Calling Somebody Arrogant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is the what's popping for this hour. I got more coming up for you later on in the show, AJ. I'm the looking, tea is hot this I morning. I cannot wait to spill some tea, Char. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. You are listening to The Morning Beat. It's me, your friend AJ, joined by another friend. Char Jossel, filling in for Michaela Gordon today. How are you? Yes, good morning. It's You know this is my favorite time of the day, by you the way. You love <laughs> these hours. I don't understand. I love 7 a.m. 7 a.m. is yeah. the perfect oh, time this, of day. This hour, this specifically. Hour, this specifically hour. I would say, I, well, listen, if our show started at 7 a.m. instead of 6, I would not be upset about that. Uh huh. I would go an hour later in the day. Okay. But I do like being done early. So I, It's a trade-off. Listen, me too. I, I've been doing these hours. I, years ago, I was on Good Day LA, which is the morning sort of like chat fest here in LA. Uh-huh. And I would be on camera, I think, in the 4 o'clock hour. Or five o'clock hour, but I'd have to be hair and makeup ready, everything, a full suit, all of it. Luckily, they had a great team there that got me ready, but I never adjusted to the hours, and I've not adjusted to these either. You know what? That that's also bringing up really quickly a traumatic experience for me. My first internship in undergrad, I did the morning show, mm-hmm. and I was also poor and in college, so literally my schedule would go. I had to be up at like 1 a.m. to mm. get in glam, to be at the station by 3 a.m. No. I did my internship from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. No. Then I had like two hours off, and then around 1, 2, I'd go work at Forever 21. I'd be off around 7 or 8, go home, go to bed. Do it all So again. that I could wake up at 1.30 a.m., uh-uh. shower, get in glam, go to my... Like, I lost 40 pounds that summer just based off of like not eating and running around. It wasn't even intentional. People thought I was sick in August when we started the new school year. And I'm like, no, summer internship, 90 days of trauma. (laughs) Yeah, cardio, but not like the fun kind. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, You know what I did for my, this is a real story, uh, what I did for my college internship? What'd you do? Um, I had my friend who owned a business to sign off and I lied. Really? Terrible. I did, I never did an internship. Really? Didn't do it. And because I'd forgotten about it and I transferred schools and I forgot. I'm like, oh, wait, this is required at this college. To graduate. Yeah, but it wasn't required that was at my, my school. My previous college. And so I kind of just forgot about it yeah. during the, the process. And because I was only in school for about a year and a half at my final college, Got two you. years maybe at Ohio State, and I graduated. Um, and I, because I'd come out of the closet at my first school and I was really depressed. My family sort of like d- disowned me for a little bit. It was just a really hard time for me and I failed out of everything. Mm. So it took me time going to community college to build my grades back up so I could actually get into Ohio State. And it was like my last semester was coming up and I was like, wait, I don't have my internship. What am I supposed to do? Like, I don't have time for one. I had to work to pay my bills. My parents didn't oh, pay for yeah, my college. Oh, yeah, was trying it. So I had no time to go do an unpaid internship, right? I did and, two of them. And, uh-uh, no way. And <laughs> and so my friend, who was my boyfriend's roommate at the time, uh-huh. owned a, a cheer consulting firm where they would go around like the country. Cheerleading? Elite cheerleading. Okay. Because my, my college boyfriend was an elite cheer, cheerleader. He was at Ohio State. Now he's a coach. He's one of the best coaches in the country, actually. Okay. He was hired to do chore- choreography all over the place. Well, his roommate at the time owned his own company. So he's like, listen, I'll I'll sign off on all the hours and say that you worked X, Y, and Z, and I'll write up something, I'll re- a referral or a letter of rec- whatever it was that they had to do to, to say that I did this work. And he signed off on it. I turned it in, and they accepted it. <laughs> Well, that's nice that he came in in the clutch. Otherwise, you would have been up the creek, AJ. I didn't do anything. How terrible is that? But you know what? I saved myself in the end. You did. You did what you had to do. That should stand for something.
It does. I was creative. In my book, friend, it stands for something. Amen, that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, somebody who stands for a lot of things and has very strong opinions is LZ Granderson. You might know him from ABC or from ESPN, maybe as an opinion columnist for the LA Times. And he's a good friend of our show. He's a personal friend of mine. And he wrote an article on why he thinks uh, Bros, the movie, uh, Billy Eichner's film that came out last weekend, was both a success and a failure. Because mm. I think that's the, the sentiment for a lot of people. Uh, and, and I think that you're going to really relate to a lot of what he says. Some might, some of what he says might uh, frustrate you a bit, but he's going to keep it real, and he's fantastic. And he's joining us here in about 12 minutes. So stick around for that. Right now, though, Shar, uh, how about I get into some news on the beach? Yes, let's do it. All right, U.S. District Court Judge Alan Cothrell Windsor dismissed a lawsuit against Florida's infamous Don't Say Gay law on the grounds that the plaintiffs lacked legal standing to challenge the law. The lawsuit alleged that the law violated First Amendment and due process rights. It reads, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. That part makes me nervous. They already say very clearly K through three or any age that is not appropriate. Who, who gets to decide when it's appropriate? That's and see, that's the thing. They're passing these laws that have no honed in like definition. Mm-hmm. They're so vague that they, they can, can do whatever. They can them and yep. use them against all sorts of people. Yep, yep, yep. Well, the judge also spelled out that the law should not be used to silence students from t- uh, talking about their LGBTQ plus parents, to silence uh, LGBTQ teachers from acknowledging their partners, or to exclude the LGBTQ parents from school events and that it should not be used to treat LGBTQ students differently, to fail to step in when they face bullying or to remove signs of support like rainbow flags from classrooms. So interesting sort of mixed bag of yeah, opinions it, there. It just all points back to the the main point of they really just don't want us to exist and mm-hmm. they are working overtime to make sure that people are not affirmed and, and know and love who they are as they grow up in this crazy world. That part. Yeah. All right, let's move on. In partnership with the dating app BLK, the rappers Saucy Santina and Trina have released a music video encouraging black voters to get to the polls and vote in the upcoming midterm elections on November 8th. Yeah. Straight checks, I think we got one. <laughs> it's voting season, bruh. Now voting, no loving. Now voting, no touch. Now voting, no nothing. Now voting, no fucking Okay. Well, I love it, it. It's aggressive. It speaks to a very specific demographic. And, and, and if it's it not you. It speaks to the not... city girls. Listen, they're both from Florida. <laughs> yes. Saucy Santana did uh, the Pride that Ryan Mitchell and I hosted. Mm-hmm. Love Saucy Santana. Of course, I love the Diamond Princess, Trina. And the song is very catchy. I saw, they have a whole music video for it. I saw it on Twitter. Well, listen. And if it's going to get people to the polls. That's right. That part right there. That's you, all that use matters. Your platform. The video is called No Voting, No Vucking. With a V. <laughs> with a V. Just with to a be clear. V. <laughs> and communicates to people using the app that if they meet a prospective partner who isn't planning to vote, that's a deal breaker. Uh, the video opens with Saucy Santana proclaiming uh, he got mad jokes. He don't seem broke. The only red flag. He said he don't vote. Ooh. Which, trying to make it cool to vote. Well, well, I agree. If you're not doing your civic duty, what are you really doing? Oh, I've always said, like, I at this point in my life, I could not date a Republican. I, gr- granted, I'm married, but like, yeah. I couldn't date a Republican. There's no way. 
I can't date someone who does not participate in the voting process. That's fair. That's but, fair. Because those people are t- typically the ones with the most complaints. Yep. And you could, you had a choice to make. You but you want to sit around on Twitter all day talking about rights being taken away. At the, you had a choice to make mm-hmm. and you didn't go to the polls. Nor did you mail in anything. So why are, why are we even engaging in this conversation? Let's pivot to President Joe Biden, <laughs> shall we? He's doing something right, finally. And this has been a long time coming. A lot of people have been waiting for this for, for many, many years. President Joe Biden uh, just yesterday granted a pardon to all people convicted of simple marijuana possession under federal law in what amounts to the most extensive White House action taken to date on the U.S. drug policy. The president also urged governors to take similar action for state offenses of civil possession of marijuana. In addition, he called on the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to expeditiously review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. It's about time. Currently, marijuana is classified as a Schedule One narcotic, meaning it's deemed to have no medical use and a high potential for abuse. Heroin and LSD are other Schedule One drugs. I'm sorry. Heroin and marijuana are not the same. They are not. It is legal here. I, I take an edible every single weekend. Really? And I could not have got... Oh, absolutely. Friday night, I'm edible on the couch. Edible on the couch watching RuPaul's Drag Race. any of it. Oh, I love it. It all, it all makes me sleepy and hungry. Hus- it doesn't matter what strain, what no, level. No. I all get sleepy and hungry. You, I got one called Rooftop for you. They're red. Everybody they, says that and watch me be over rooftop. here knocked out. <laughs> but listen, I don't know that I would have gotten through the pandemic without this helping my my stress and anxiety. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it long overdue, but I'm glad he's taking steps in the right direction. Um, let's do a little bit of weather. It's a high of 77 today in Boston, 87 in New Orleans, 84 in Miami, a cool 57 in Denver, 73 in San Diego, 81 here in Los Angeles, and 97 in Cat City. In the Coachella Valley. Now, how about a vibe? Good morning, New Orleans. This vibe comes from Audre Lorde, who is one of my favorite black lesbian thought leaders, writers. She's She's just great. Rest in peace, queen. My silences had not protected me. Your silence will not protect you. Keep that in mind as we head to the polls. That part, that part. Up next, LZ Granderson joins us from the LA Times to talk about bros and why he thinks it flopped. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Now, he's a contributor for ABC News. He's also the host of Life Out Loud, the podcast, uh, but right now getting some attention for a recent article he wrote in the LA Times about the movie Bros. Billy Eichner's film came out this weekend. It was historic, uh, but it was like both good and bad. It didn't really do so well, and people have a lot of mixed opinions as to why. Uh, So now joining us is Elsie Granderson from the LA Times. Elsie, thank you so much for coming back. How are you? I'm very good. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. You know, uh, you and I sure. sort of had a conversation over the weekend, shared a, a couple of our thoughts uh, through DM on what we thought of the film. Uh, yeah. but, but your column titled, The Movie Bros Flopped But Succeeded Just By Being a Gay Rom-Com, uh, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean that, you know, oftentimes when we, and I wrote this part in the piece, that when we look at history and we look at trailblazers in particular, we always like to remember and celebrate the ones that got it right the first time or the mm-hmm. ones who hit the home run at the first that played or whatever the historic first is. We also want to feel good about that plate appearance or their first attempt at being first. And the truth is history is full of, of, of examples like bros where the first fell flat in his face. And that's okay. It's like, you know, Equality isn't simply having an opportunity as everyone else to succeed. It's also about having the opportunities to fail and knowing that you'll get an opportunity to do it over and over again. And so the thought of the piece was that, yeah, I get it. I didn't love bros either for a variety of reasons, but I'm happy that it happened because maybe now major studios will make more attempts to have more bros, more stories told, and more opportunities for us as a community and not just poo-poo and slam the door shut because that one attempt didn't do what they hoped they would do. Mm. Right. And, and you know, that's always a mixed bag of a conversation because on the other side of that, a lot of the times people are like, oh, if this does not do well, if this black film doesn't do well, if this LGBT film does not do well, studios won't be incentivized to create more. For another 20 years, probably. Right. Yeah. But I'm also right. interested in knowing what factors do you think went into or contributed to Bros not being the success that I guess Eichner thought it would be? Um, well, first and foremost, the genre is in trouble. Yeah. Like rom-coms just aren't bringing people to theaters and they haven't for quite some time. Um, my big fat Greek wedding remains the highest grossing rom-com of all time. And it currently sits, I think at 147th as the all time highest grossing film. Wow. So rom-coms in general just don't do well anymore and it came out 20 some years ago (laughs) exactly so you 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 got that hurdle to begin with just the genre itself i will say number two part of the reason why i wasn't interested i can't speak for everyone of color but i can speak for myself i didn't see myself in any of the promotions Mm. and while i did go out to see the film i did so for work purposes i wanted to write about it i didn't go because i felt i would see myself or that necessarily i was going for entertainment i was going for work i did laugh i laughed out loud quite a few times and luke mcfarland is hot as hell i think you know a lot of people my god (laughs) but but with all that being said i you know, am I going to see it again? Probably not. Would I recommend other people see it? Probably not. 
I mean, yeah. it just yeah. wasn't that kind of film for me, but I'm still happy that it was made. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's interesting because I definitely laughed out loud. I thought there were parts of it that were very, very funny and relatable. It felt like, Shar and I talked about this a little bit off air, it felt like they were checking some boxes on diversity, which was, right. a, was a little problematic, of course. I only and went because of T.S. Madison, if uh, I'm being honest. Who was fantastic. Yeah. Except, and should have gotten a little more airtime. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I, listen. A little more airtime. I mean, if we're going to be real, 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 real with it, which I'm assuming that's why you called me, <laughs> um, I'm happy that the boxes were checked. I'm disappointed that the boxes were seen as boxes and not people. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I know that's right. Well, it was very transparent. Because listen, on one hand, like the part of me, I, I did relate to parts of it, right? Uh, some of his struggles he went through, like as a gay cis white man, mm-hmm. I definitely related to some of it. And mm-hmm. and is it is it absurd? that? And I don't, and I don't think the problem necessarily is that it was two white men at the leads. It would have been nice to see some diversity there yeah. because that does happen. Two white men date each other sometimes, as do two yeah, black men. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good with that. That's all fine. <laughs> that, and I think some people think that's what it's about. It's not about that. It's the other, the the surrounding environment, the world around them. You you know, you mentioned that like the one like queer, like black male character on there was, was like- Was the gym hookup. Was the gym hookup who also liked, like Barbara Streisand or whoever it was. And, and, and that felt problematic to you. Explain to our listeners why. That was the only representation of me yeah and it wasn't and it was weird because i was like oh no no brothers that listen to barbara streisand like that and i'm not saying that there aren't brothers that listen to barbara streisand absolutely there are i'm just simply saying is that it felt as if that was trying to make a statement yeah mm-hmm. like black people can like barbara too or something like that it just felt really statement oriented <laughs> yeah. and and agenda driven and not necessarily you know storyline and again I don't need to see myself in every film. Yeah. I don't need to see black people in every film. That's not what I'm asking for. But if we're going to be in the film, then try to make a little bit more effort to make us a little bit more whole and not just props for a joke. Mm. I have to say one of the thorns in my side as, as a black woman who is trans is, I remember T.S. Madison delivers a line like, as a black trans woman, I don't need you to lecture me oh on my anger. God, that know. made me sink in my seat. <laughs> And I did feel like a lot of the promotion, they kind of dropped the ball because I felt like, you know, it was there were moments where I could appreciate the LGBT history and mm-hmm. the name, you know, because the theme is the whole museum and stuff. But right. I felt like, you know, it, these lessons, these well, Marsha P. Johnson threw the first. Br- it just was so well, well, random. But then they were like, well, did she really? We don't know that for sure. And I was like, ooh, this feels I cringy. The, I, I know the Abraham Lincoln I, I get tidbit, it. though. I didn't know about that. But it all felt very uncomfortable, but not always in a good way. Yeah. And I, I do agree right. with you, LZ, as just, just as far as like those those people really did feel like boxes. I would have loved an expansion on some of those you know b characters you know around the table you know at the museum you know kind of duking it out i would have loved an exploration well, it was very clear that one character is bisexual we learned a lot about him the whole, right, like, right. The other. right but did you feel that that was made a punchline which yes. could be problematic yes. right, but that was a, but that was a punchline right yep. exactly that's what i mean like they yeah. were they were set up for jokes and it's a rom-com and rom-coms that's the formula for yeah. like all of them totally but if you're going to elevate the historic nature of the film being distributed by a major studio, that means you are very cognizant of some of the other issues that have been problematic in terms of queer cinema and queer storytelling on a large scale. And I just would have appreciated more acknowledgement of that vis-a-vis a narrative behind some of these people of color 
and not just props mm. for jokes. It feels a little bit like we're getting an opportunity right now for some queer stories, which is fantastic, right? And, and to yep. share the, the entire LGBTQ plus experience. I feel like on one hand, queer as folk went a little bit too far. I didn't relate to it at I all. I never, I didn't watch it. I heard it. I, I love the original. Heard it would have been too intense for me. Too intense. But then on the other hand, Bros <laughs> really was a little bit too light, made light too many things. But but even J Lo, her recent rom com bombed. Marry right? me, marry me, did terrible. Right. She used to be the queen. So so you, you make very valid yes, points. I love a J Lo rom. I do love it. The only good thing about it was the song. But uh, LZ Granderson for the LA Times, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for sharing your perspective and uh, for doing what you Thank do. Thank you guys very, very much. And I just want to say that I do like Billy Eichner as a comedian. Um, I've had a chance to work with him before. I think he's great. I didn't love the film, but I still hope he gets opportunities to make more. And I hope that many other people get opportunities to make queer films for major studios as well. That part. Thank you. Thank you. What would you do, Char? Char yeah. Jossel, by the way, filling in for Michaela today for just now joining us. Uh, what would you do to have a stress-free day? Would you be willing to give up anything? Yeah. What would you give up? Ooh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about this. Uh, I guess I'd give up whatever is causing me stress. There have been, <laughs> there have been times where I've had to put my phone down. And mm. you know what I've been doing lately, AJ, as of the past, like, maybe two months is really, really nurturing that inner child by doing things that I imagine my seven-year-old self oh, girl. would like, like returning look, to that. Look at my phone. Yes, It's a yeah. picture of me at like six years old and I I talk to him. He's my screensaver and I have to like reparent yeah. that child who was broken and didn't get the love. I like Whether that. Whether that's like bike riding or appreciating mm. the greens of the grass or the blues of the skies, just mm. a, just kind of reclaiming that childlike imagination that Love we it. all once had. My husband, I've been reading a lot. I've been reading thrillers. That's what I do to kind mm -hmm. of decompress. But my husband has been crocheting. Oh. He learned to crochet years ago by his grandmother. And the night she taught him, she died in her sleep that night. Oh, my God! So it was a traumatic memory for him. Yeah. So he didn't do it until just recently. And so far, he's crocheted what looks kind of like a penis. Um, and then also, <laughs> I think he crocheted something that looks a little bit like a yarmulke. And now he's actually getting closer and closer to a scarf. Every okay. time he tries, it gets it goes wonky. I think he goes too tight and it Listen, messes up. Practice makes perfect the meal. Ha he's having a blast. <laughs> and, it, and he says it's been really helping with the stress levels. Well, a recent study of Americans uh, asked exactly that question what would you give up if you could have a stress-free day with the trade-off the number one thing that people said they would give up their favorite meal or snacks what i i get it no. if you're and that's interesting that tells me that people are really like just consumed with like their body image though because for me i've i've struggled with this my entire life like my weight yo-yo is just a bit and i've had to learn to love myself i'm pretty thick right now compared to what i usually am and I walked out after the shower last night to my husband. I'm like, I look kind of good right now. Like I felt, I was like, okay, I'm kind of okay with this. You're in your Kourtney Kardashian yeah, era. Yeah, like I got a little bit, a little, <laughs> little bit of meat on the bones, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. For me, food is like my, oh, it's my source of all happiness. Yeah. Like I love it so much. So I don't know if I'd fall into that. Um, but I'd I give up my phone before giving up my favorite, you know, or comfort meal. That is a big, big sacrifice. Giving up your phone. I don't think I anybody even that didn't even make the top ten list here. Nobody's nobody's willing to I do would, it. I would because I'm. You know what? I can acknowledge, and I have acknowledged in the past, the ways in which social media has contributed to stress and anxiety for me. Mm -hmm. And it's not even a matter of who I follow. It's not like I follow a slew of influencers that have right. you know made me feel bad about my life. I think it's just the traffic of information, and even if it's just minuscule. Stuff, 
stuff. It could be I'm following ABC News or I'm following Jenny from the block. Yeah. I think just that con- constant monitoring and checking notification. Like, I never want to get lost in the sauce of algorithms and post this sure. at this time. Like, And so, yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of it if I have to. You know, Jenny from the block follows me on Twitter. I just want to bring that up again. I like to throw that into the, the actual show. Jenny J-Lo from the block? Me. Yeah, from I, the six in the Bronx? I used to interview her a lot, and she followed me after one of our interviews and still does wow. to this day. So I haven't tweeted in years, but who knows? Jennifer Lopez Affleck. Love it, right? <laughs> so I like to remind our listeners of that about every six months is my claim to fame. J-Lo follows me. Well, apparently also Americans would give up a paycheck oh, for no. some stress, nah, stress-free baby. situation. Nah, They'd baby. give up sex if it meant nah, they could be stress-free. No, nah, no, nah. <laughs> I couldn't do the sex. No, no way, no how. The paycheck I can relate to because I will tell you, and this is how I relate to it. I'm not giving up my day-to-day job. For stress, right, whatever. Right. I'm, but I'm going to take my mental health days. I'm going to take my sick days. I'm going to take my vacation days. Yeah. I always do. And I don't know if Channel Q loves me or hates me for that, but I taught Michaela that when I started working here. And I was like, oh, honey, take your vacation. No, you need, you need to because God forbid something happened to she you. She wouldn't take it. Wouldn't take it. She's, She's a afraid. Capricorn. And I was like, girl, take the va- I'm a cancer. I'm like, I got emotions today. I'm not coming. I'm not coming to work. Michaela oh, and I are both Capricorns, yeah. which means we're workaholics. But you in any job, take those days because let me tell you something. If if you were to drop dead tomorrow, tomorrow yep. there's gonna be a new person on air filling but your that, shoes. But that is why I would give up a paycheck and I do all the time because I get about half of my yearly income comes from social media. I get mm. a lot of really great campaigns. I've been really blessed. My agent is amazing and I get really great deals. But I turn them down sometimes. I turn down dollar amounts that I never would have thought I could turn down a few years yeah. ago, ever. Because I'm like, I don't know. One, I don't align with it, which means it's going to bring stress into my life. Mm-hmm. If I have to post that on my socials and that's not really a, something I stand for. I don't care what you're paying me. And also, sometimes the work of creating social content is so much that it's not worth the paycheck. And y'all so, be producing. Uh, right? Well, y'all be really, really that's literally producing. literally all my husband. So he makes that's me That's like money. my friends Jonte and Denver. They they do the whole, you know, influencing, producing type. And their reels are like produced ads. Like they really be in Jonte there. and Denver. I need, I love both of those names. Oh, yes, Jonte, yes. amazing. I'll, sh- I'll show you their oh, content yeah. on break. All right. Every time I see the name Kanye West pop up in my feed, I start to get a little bit of anxiety, which is why I'm really glad that you're the one talking about this Sharjah cell. Uh, what's popping? Listen, AJ, as a Chicagoan, I'm just really tired. I'm, I'm really tired. <laughs> I held a funeral for Kanye uh, back in 20, I think it was 18 when he said slavery was a choice. Mm. That's when I decided I was done. He's wearing White Lives Matter uh, sweatshirts nowadays. And he was on Tucker Carlson's show last night over on the Fox News. And he had a lot to say about He's had a lot to say uh, attacking women in general. Um, but black women in particular this week, which I find so odd. Um, but he had comments about one of Channel Q's favorite people, Lizzo, straight up out of Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. where he believes, he says that Lizzo uh, is demonic. He called it what? demonic for losing weight. <gasps> now, see, here's my thing. Before I go into this story, where's his conservatorship? Right. Because he's off the rails. It's clear. We know Kanye has his issues. And I felt like people didn't miss a beat to, you know, lock Britney down. Why does he get to run rampant and, and spew his, his nonsense well, all over? Lizzo works with his trainer, apparently. They have the same trainer. Yeah, they do share a trainer. And he says what? when Lizzo loses 10 pounds and announces it, the bots, that's the term for, you know, telemarketers on the Internet. And I don't even know if they're telemarketers. They're just spammers and harassers. They attack her because the media wants to put out a perception that being overweight 
weight is the new goal when it's actually unhealthy. Now listen, here at Channel Q, we're all about body positivity. You get in where you fit in, but Kanye, as someone who has struggled, and AJ, we've talked about this with our own personal journeys with body image. Mm -hmm. You just talked about, you know, being a little fluffier. You know, Kanye got the lipo. This is someone who has had, you know, body image issues, so how dare you? Well, he's projecting, he's insecure. Of course. I had lipo last year. Did I you really? My, yeah, I got it on my abdomen and my my flanks and my back. Really? Yeah. And I was back into work Monday morning. I got it on a Thursday or Friday, I think, and I was in pain for a while. But um, but that was my own personal choice. And I I definitely have struggled with body image issues. I think most people do to some degree. Yeah. Um, I think what especially living in this city and working in this industry, my totally, God, totally like you have to stay young and svelte forever. Yep. Um, listen, it's an interesting conversation because the conversation around like what actually is healthy. I think that it's not a blanket conversation, but unfortunately it has been perceived that way for a long time. It's all we, about optics. We act like it's the same for everybody. Now- I know people who are skinny and who are fit and who are some of the most unhealthy people. Uh, we just saw in bros, no spoiler, we just saw steroid usage in bro, like- Totally, and it, was like, hello? And, it, and it was sort of like glorified. And with Lizzo, I'm sorry, Lizzo, Lizzo's a thick girl, but she gets out there and she sings live, she dances. Lizzo, her, don't be winded. And, and she gives you full on eight counts, full on vocals. And I'm a, I also have to say this, you know, black woman to black woman, people need to keep Lizzo's name out of their mouths. That girl cannot go three days without being included in a headline. Whether it's Kathy Hilton calling her precious on Watch What Happens Live, mm. or people upset about her playing the flute of James Madison. Like Lizzo cannot seem to catch a break and I believe that it is rooted in her size, and that makes her an easy target. But low-key, you think Kathy Hilton really thought she was precious? I think I she do. did. I think she has no I do. idea of the difference. I do. As someone who's met and chatted with Kathy Hilton, I absolutely do. She's uh, Yeah, she's out there. And that is wildly problematic because Gabrielle Sidibe is a beautiful woman uh -huh. as well, but her and Lizzo look nothing alike. Not same complexion, not same size. Gabrielle has lost weight. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, and I don't want to get into the weeds about, you know, who's bigger or who's this and that. Kanye needs a muzzle. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of it. Him. I purposely brought him up to talk about him this morning because it's a hot button issue well, and everybody and else also, is talking about thing, like, it. Even if, even if Lizzo were this size and unhealthy, right? Yeah. She, maybe she Whose business is it? It's none of his business. You are it's not. None. And we know that men are a fan of like policing women now. That's like the new era that we're in where, you know, men are now Wait, all of a sudden the new, new physicians. New for a thousand years. <laughs> just new. by virtue of being a man. Yeah. But, you know, everybody needs to leave Lizzo alone. And Kanye, I will say it till I'm blue in the face, needs a muzzle and a conservatorship. I'm tired of him. Chloe, Kim, Chris and the girls are tired of him. Mm -hmm. And. The fact that Republicans and white supremacists are really taking advantage of this man in a vulnerable state is disgusting. Because that's what's really happening. That is why he's platformed on Fox News. That's why Candace Owens is, you know, linking up with him. They are fully taking advantage of a man in crisis. Mm. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. It's a big hour here on The Morning Beat on this Friday. It's a fun Friday, by the way. Michaela is out. Char Jossel is in, filling in today. Thank you for being here. 
You having fun? Yes, I am. Good morning. Then say it, Char. Say <laughs> how much fun I am. Sorry, I was reading something. Yeah, I can tell you were. I looked over and you were, <laughs> you were deep in thought. Um, Michaela is in Atlanta performing uh, her new album tonight at a show there. Super excited for her. So uh, Char is here with us. And it's a good thing she is because we have some really great guests on the show today. Coming up this hour alone, we've got Brandon Kyle Goodman. You might know him from Messy Mondays on Instagram. Uh, but he's got a new book out called You Gotta Be how to embrace the messy life and step into who you really are. And Brandon's a personal friend of mine. Uh, I had him on our podcast last year. Fantastically talented. Um, also, uh, the voice of a character on Big Mouth and Amazon's Modern Love. He's sort of everywhere right now. And we're so glad that he made some time to call into the morning beat. So get messy with BKG coming up in about 13 minutes. And then a little bit later on this hour, it's a bit of a reunion of sorts, although... I wasn't here then, and Vanessa wasn't here then, but he was the very first host of The Morning Beat alongside Michaela Gordon, Jay Rodriguez, joining The Morning Beat to talk about bros. Um, you know, the film sort of sort of flopped at the box office this weekend, um, but the show I went to see was sold out. So I think it's doing well in cities, large cities on the coast. It's Child, the, it's, I went in Glendale, and and it was, I mean, granted, there was a healthy group of people in there. It wasn't sold out oh, in the my theater. Oh, the was sold out. I couldn't. I we went. We tried to go Saturday. Yeah, and it was sold out, and we had to wait until Sunday to go see. I it. went Saturday at noon, and That's it why. was it was we yeah went I, at like three. I think it was starting to get busy by then. No, I'm I'm a morning movie. Per- I'm such a morning person. Are. Sorry, I know you are. <laughs> I am now because I have to be because I get paid to be. So there's that. <laughs> I I don't think I genu- genuinely am a morning person. Although I will say I thought about this yesterday. The older I get, the more I feel like I am a morning person, and the more I feel like I was going, I was getting ready for work, I think yesterday morning, and I thought to myself, wow, my entire home is like spotless right now, and it has been for a few days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when did this happen? Like, when did I start to become the tidy guy? Yeah. When, like, somewhere. Mental health. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> that part. Because it actually makes me happy to have a clean yep. home. It's not because I want to do it, but. You just don't, the junk <laughs> contributes to the junk, the in, junk your brain. in my brain. Yeah. And I was like, wow, somewhere along the line, I went from being a really, really messy person, which I was for the first 30 some years of my life to somehow now I'm a pretty tidy guy. And I was like, and it uh, might be that married life. Honey, I will tell you this. <laughs> Getting married does something to you. I feel more patient. I feel more at ease. I feel more kind. Like my husband and I, it, it, we've been together 10 to years. Him or yeah. to everybody else. Cause oh, you're still to rude. To oh, no, me. I was about to say, I'm, okay. I'm trash to everybody else. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about you or anybody else, so just him now. Um, No, but we've been together about 10 years, and all of a sudden getting married, I was like, it won't change anything. It's just a piece of paper, but it has. We're both a little bit more patient with each other. It's almost like we have a little bit more writing on it now. That's good. Which is interesting. I I, love that. I I was just telling um, my brother-in-law just yesterday, Jerry, I think it was who I was talking to, um, that I, I just love being married. Like, it suits me. I really like it. I didn't know if I would, Mm. and I absolutely love it, so... Thank you for bringing up my husband and how mean I am to the rest of the world, Char. <laughs> I completely kid. Uh, but yeah, we have a great hour coming up. Stick around for those interviews and more. Right now, it's time for news on the beat. How about this one? The Supreme Court has agreed to hear 303 Creative LLC versus Alanis, a case that could determine the future of LGBTQ rights nationwide. The case involves Lori Smith, a Christian woman in Colorado who makes wedding announcement websites. We all know where this is going. Smith wanted to post a message on her professional website stating that she wouldn't make websites for same-sex marriages because it would be against her faith. When she found out that such a notice would violate Colorado's anti-discrimination laws, she preemptively sued the state's government. 
saying that the laws violated her First Amendment rights for free speech. Her lawsuit sought to block enforcement of the law. LGBTQ advocates say that the effects of this case will go far beyond free speech and could hollow out LGBTQ protections by essentially allowing any employee to deny service to LGBTQ people or those who identify uh, that they disagree with. If they don't agree with your the way you live your life, they can discriminate. That is problematic. Moving to Oklahoma, speaking of problematic, <laughs> Oklahoma's blocked the provision of gender-affirming care for young people at a major university hospital, and Governor Kevin Stitt is calling for a ban on all such cases and uh, of care in the state. Now, Stitt is a Republican who's up for re-election next month. He signed Senate Bill 3 into law on Tuesday. It makes federal funds under the American Rescue Plan Act available to the University of Oklahoma Medical Center and its children's hospital only if they cease providing gender-affirming medications or surgeries to people under 18. Major medical associations endorse puberty blockers and hormone therapy for transgender youth. The effects of puberty blockers are reversible, hormones largely so as well. Doctors do not recommend genital surgery for minors, although some undergo top surgery. Here's the thing, ain't no minors trying to get that type of surgery. And even that if they age. are, they're not being approved for it. And I no. and and you know that's one of the big right wing talking points. They love to create a narrative that there's six year olds sitting on operating tables that, and yeah. undergoing gender confirmation surgery, which is not well, nor has it ever been it's the right case. Out of their playbook. It's just like when they went after Planned Parenthood for abortion yeah. rights, and they said, "Oh, they're cutting up babies and throwing <laughs> At nine them out, months. Yeah, uh, throwing them out on a ta- <laughs> uh, surgical table and leaving them like throwing them in a trash bag. Like that wasn't wasn't happening. They really take advantage of the ill informed. That part and look yeah. how that worked out for Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So stay on top of this. We will definitely keep you informed. Uh, let's do a little bit of weather. It's a high of 78 in D.C., our nation's capital, 87 in Orlando, 76 in Seattle, 69 in San Francisco. Why? Because it's San Francisco and it's always 69 there. Uh, 84 here in Los Angeles. Beautiful day. And 97 in Palm Springs. I'm kind of ready for sweater sweater weather so, a little bit. I've been lighting some candles, pumpkin spice. Yeah. I'm getting into it I'm now. I'm ready for some leggings and an oversized Ariana Grande sweater. Are you ready for a vibe? And a, and a heel. A, a vibe and a heel? Am I ready for a vibe? I'm always yeah. ready for a vibe. Why would you give it to us? Do you remember Jason Collins, the gay NBA of player? Of course I do. Well, this vibe comes from him. He says, openness may not completely disarm prejudice, but it's a good place to start. And I couldn't agree more, Jason. I love that. Our next guest is a messy one in all the best ways possible. They're a producer, writer, and voice on Netflix's smash hit Big Mouth and Amazon's Modern Love. You may know them from Messy Mondays on Instagram. Maybe you saw them watching in awe as Oprah Winfrey, Miss Oprah Winfrey, spoke at the Emmys a few weeks ago. Our guest is Brandon Kyle Goodman, author of You Gotta Be You. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I forgot to mention a dear friend. Uh, you know I adore you. Yes, a dear friend. I love you. Uh, we just, thank you for that. You are so sweet. Um, your book is out. You Gotta Be You, How to Embrace the Messy Life and Step into Who You Really Are. Why did you write this book? You know, I wrote this book because uh, self-love is the hardest thing for any of us to attain, especially those of us in marginalized groups. When you grow up in a world where there's no representation that shows you that your value, that who you are because of your race, your gender identity, your sexual orientation, our value, and you don't know how to thrive in that world. And so I wanted to write this book about my journey to explain the question, 
who would I be if society never got its hands on me? And hopefully inspire others to explore that question and find love for themselves. Mm. Good morning, Brandon. It's Char. I'm filling in for Michaela today. And I have to know, I, I literally just was at the Grove for a screening on Thursday, on Wednesday night, and I did see your book. It, the cover caught yeah. my eye at the Barnes & Noble. Oh, okay, goodness. purple cover. Yay. Yes. So <laughs> yes, I, I'm understanding. Yes, yes. I'm understanding that in this book, you cover a myriad of different topics. I'm interested in knowing in what ways do you, you know, shake off you know, the plague of percep- uh, of per- perfectionism, rather, uh, which you do shed light on in the book, right? Yeah. You know, I say that it, it's really about engaging where that the root of that perfectionism comes from, which is a lot of times for queer folks, uh, women, POC, it's you're hustling for your productivity. And so your worth and your value comes from being productive in what you can do and, and overperforming. Um, and so for me, it's really about how do you uh, re-engage with the traumas that uh, sprouted that kind of uh, behavior. So I say get messy, which is make space to reflect curiously, easy on the judgment, surrender the things you can't change, say the lessons you can move forward with, your healing and your growth is your birthright. And so if you can really engage with your past in that way, you can really have the chance to heal and then step into who you are and shake off those, that shackle of perfectionism, in I my think opinion. That, that's so good. Your birthright. You talked about your birthright, uh, living your best life as being your birthright when I was at your book launch a few weeks ago. So I was there uh, the night before the book came out. It was a sold-out crowd. It was incredible. He had a whole theater. It was amazing. Really? Um, but speaking of perfectionism, Brandon, I'm going to call you out a little bit. Uh, yes. you, had, you had some technical difficulties during your show, right? And uh-huh. I only say that because whenever I do a live show, I usually my prayer is give me an opportunity to show these people who I am and what I can do. That's my prayer. Yeah. I, don't, I don't pray for things to go right. I pray for me to show up in whatever way that is. And when yeah. when things started to go a little bit haywire, you started to shine. And it might not have felt that way yeah. for you, but but how often in life do you have you realized that what I thought was the path or the way wasn't for me? And and how do you step into what is for you? Always, always. I mean, it's forever. You know, I I had a really hard time where I was saying I was. Um, mapping out my life in Sharpie and coloring it in, and there was no flexibility. And when I realized that I should be mapping my life out in pencil and letting the universe and the world and God, whoever you believe in, mm. fill in and paint it in, that's when things start to open up. So it's like I get to have an idea of what I think this life is, but there are so many ways in which things get to unfold that my little brain cannot be prepared for. So that technical difficulty, I could have freaked out and had a breakdown and, <laughs> and cried on that stage, but it was like, this is the moment. Like, as you said, like this, this might be the way in which I get to shine, the way in which I get to share and connect in a deeper way than I would have if everything went perfectly. So really allowing yourself to be flexible and, and going with the flow as opposed to uh, controlling everything. All you know, of that, when you yeah. keep a tight grip on stuff, you suffocate it. Well, all of that in a skirt, a tank top, and platform white leather boots. You looked fantastic the entire time. I loved <laughs> Thank it. You. In this Thank book, you. in the book, you also address, you know, forgiving your, you know, blood family who might not be Mm -hmm. as accepting and how you built a chosen family. Walk us through how you went about doing that. Yeah, uh, therapy was a major piece of that. Um, It was a lot of tears, a lot of crying, a lot of reckoning. You know, I say in those dark moments, we're scared to go through it because we don't know what will be on the other side. But walking through that dark tunnel is really the only way through. Um, And leaning on your community. So there was a piece of this was, 
one, seeing my family as human beings. You know, it's really tempting to see our parents, especially superheroes, but they're just people. They're people with traumas. They're people who have things that might also be unchecked. And so it's, you're able to forgive them more when you realize they're just another human being doing the best they can. And maybe their best didn't hold you up, but it doesn't mean that they weren't trying. Um, and the other piece is what, what I can't get from them, I can get from other people in my life. My friends who I do not share blood with um, are the closest people to my heart uh, and have held me up and, and held me down and protected me. And so the combination of both, seeing your blood family is human and saying, you know what, that's where they are. And I'm going to put my boundaries and accept where they are. And then also falling into your community and finding the people who do pour into you uh, and knowing that that is just as valuable. So real. I will say the way that your your chosen family poured into you that night during your book launch, we were really inspired by it. It was beautiful. They clearly love you so deeply, as do I. Um, if you're listening to this and, and you're, you've ever been curious about what person would you be? Who would you be if society never got its hands on you? This book is for you, Brandon Kyle Goodman. You are, you are just a gem. I hope this becomes a bestseller. The book is You Gotta Be You, available wherever you get your books right now. Uh, stay safe and hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Now, our next guest you know and love, uh, and if, if, if his career is any indication of what I can expect after I leave this show, I'm looking forward to it, although I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, please welcome back to the show the original host of The Morning Beat, Jay Rodriguez. Jay, how are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And, and you're great. You seem to be everywhere. Uh, okay. Um, I loved you. My great. What's that? Yeah, my aunt says I'm like, they say in Spanish, you're like white rice, you're everywhere. <laughs> well, it's true, because I loved you in Uncoupled on Netflix a few months ago with Neil Patrick Harris. You were fantastic. Uh, and if you haven't caught that, that is still streaming on Netflix, obviously go check it out and support. Yeah. Uh, but right now, Bros just came out last weekend. I went and saw it uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, the theater was sold out at the Grove. I had to wait until Sunday to see it. Um, and I, Same. I couldn't, I couldn't go on when I wanted to on Thursday because it was sold out. Right, right. And so it's doing, you know, it's got some bad press in other parts of the country, but in the big cities, I think our community is really, really embracing this film. You played Jason, who was a straight character, which is yeah. in interesting. Uh, what was the initial conversation when they brought that to you and said, hey, we want all of these characters to be played by queer actors, uh, not just the, uh, the queer ones? Okay, AJ and Char, let me tell you something about, you know, when you're, when you're, your dream becomes a reality. So I've been doing this this month makes 25 years of me working professionally as an actor. Wow. And during that time, I've got to see sort of these different milestones and changes for queer visibility in media, see and some experience. But it always felt like, you know, when it came to the issue of me playing straight, it would be on episodic TV, generally casting directors who don't know Queer Eye because it is before their time or they don't care. And I just get, did a good audition. When I auditioned for this part, I auditioned to play Billy's love interest in Ooh. 2020 in December. Then they called me back love, summer 2021 and said, we'd like you to go into that character's straight broy brother instead. At this time, no one knew it was going to be an entirely LGBT cast, even in straight roles. So I did it. I saw my audition, and I was like, you know what sucks? I'm not getting this. I'm not getting this because we're not there yet as a society. This is a Judd Apatow-produced project. There's no way, even though this is, I know, a great, strong audition, never going to happen for me. Send it in at, um, at first week in August. I don't hear anything until basically last week of August, four weeks later, 
and I was driving, and my my team called me. And when you get a like joint call on speakerphone, you know, good news. It's good news. news. (laughs) And they told me, and I pulled over, and I like cried because of 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 what this meant for queer actors just getting an opportunity to perform on the big screen. Now, the real interesting thing is for a lot of my friends to see me play this role was somehow such a huge departure, not just for me as a person, but for them just like, wait, you're playing straight? And then I'm like, well, you had no problem with me playing a murderer on the rookie. You know, like, <laughs> pretty funny. But no, it was it was shocking. And I think one of the great things is it features queer icons like Amanda Bierce, who came out after Married with Children, lost everything, and was mm. on CNN and all these news programs fighting for queer rights and marriage equality in the 90s before Ellen. Yeah. Guillermo Diaz was like the first. We now know him as Huck from Scandal sure. and he's on Law and Order. But like that was the first guy, that first queer movie I saw was Stonewall, where he played a queen at the Stonewall riots. And that was like in the 90s. And so we have these people who've been doing it longer than me who get just an opportunity to kind of showcase what they can do. And the guy who plays my brother, by the way, Luke McFarland, so big cute. Hallmark guy. So hot. He is a Juilliard-trained actor and the sweetest in the world. And I was like, it was very, very fun. I yeah. fell in love with him on Brothers and Sisters years ago. Sally yeah. Field, amazing. Me too. Yep. yep. And he came out shortly after that, yeah. and it was kind of a to-do. And I remember when he came out, I thought it was the gay character that came out. I'm like, no, 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 it's yeah. the straight character that came out. <laughs> Which I, yeah. Also, I love you, Jay, for bringing up Amanda Bierce, because in all honesty, I was watch, as I watched the film, I was like, where the hell do I know Me her too, from? Me too, and I had to Google she it. So, she looks yes. so familiar. Where the hell do she I know Marcy her from? Darcy. Marcy yes. Darcy. Yes. She's a neighbor for Mary with children. Yes, and the we, icon. This is the thing we should question. When we, when we love, when we fall in love, it's a character we don't see them for a while especially Mm. if their career was in the early 2000s 90s you know lgbtq we should wonder what happened to them and why and so i'm hoping someone does a documentary about those stars that were regular fixtures in episodic television who ultimately came out and paid a kind of price now we're seeing an uptick in their resurgence because they're getting opportunities because they're still great. Yeah, it's amazing. That might be a documentary you should pitch, Jay. I'd watch All right. it. All right, let's make it happen. <laughs> I'd AJ. watch you, it. You could do two things at once. Perfect. You could do, you could do, I'll get you out, you know, 1130. How about that? Perfect. <laughs> I'm interested in knowing, Jay, what was your, I guess, favorite memory? What's what's the highlight that you have from, from making this film? So making bros, I think, well, it's here that, you know, when you shoot a movie, especially if you do a lot of outdoor scenes like we did and in real venues, you're beholden to weather and all these other things. So I was supposed to fly to New York City on a Tuesday. And instead, Monday morning, I had 43 missed calls when I woke up at 730 from the East Coast saying, can you get on a plane right now? Mm. We have to shoot your scenes tomorrow. So it was the panic of the excitement. I think that's probably one of my, my favorite moments. But when I got to the airport, the director called me, and I didn't know the number, but I picked it up because I thought it was production. And he's like, hey, Jay, it's, it's Nick, Nicholas Solo, the director. And I was like, hi, now, just be honest, at this point, my hands are shaking. Like, I'm nervous and anxious already to do this. And, and I was like, and he's like, we're not going to get much time together to work beforehand because we're going to throw you right in the mix. But I just want to tell you, we saw hundreds of guys for this role, and you were three lines in, and we're like, that's Jason. That is Jason right there. And at this point, it was like still new information that it was an all LGBT cast. And and I think that, you know, like getting on set and feeling supported, almost having someone tell you, I know in the past this might have been triggering or hard or someone might have said the opposite of what I'm about to tell you. But I want you to know that coming here, we're here to support your work and its fullness.
mm. and we embrace your identity. Uh. That was like one of my favorite moments because every, and also Guy Brennan, I think he kind of was like low key, uh, you know, uh, helping with lines and things, meaning he would punch up some beats uh, with Billy and the director. And he was the actor's biggest champion. And Guy plays Billy sort of confident in the movie. And the one with the 60 year old. He's so good. Um, yeah, the one who who dated uh, Hot Dumbledore. Yeah, um, yeah. And he came up to me and he was like, "You're so unrecognizable in this. People are going to need to wait to the credits to know it was you. Oh. You're doing so great." Like just those people who like when there's quiet moments find a way to just kind of you know tell you you're on the right track. Listen, so that's... I would say Guy and Nick, and of course I think probably to be honest, like just sitting and having you know uh, Amanda Beers who's listening, I'm sure, right now in, in Palm Springs, where she lives, um, but having her regale me of stories, because our history in media before social media wasn't documented so well. So to know the underbelly, to know kind of, you know, whose shoulders we stand on to have these opportunities is important, and I'm fascinated by it. So I guess just, like, those were kind of my big pop-out for me, memorable well, listen, moments. And, of course, like, you know, we, I like got to meet Simone, which was kind of a big deal. I know, yes. right? Dra- Ra- RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, listen, you're, you're a consummate professional, and, and your authenticity is coming through so much so that you're going to be guest-starring in uh, Seasons Fantasy Island on Fox. You've also got a guest-star yeah. coming up opposite Bowen Yang in a couple episodes of Nora from Queens this season. Yep. Uh, if you haven't seen Bros, go check it out. Jay Rodriguez, thank you so much for your time and congratulations thank on your success. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. I'll post pics on my Instagram so people can find everything. Okay. But thank you guys so much. Okay, bye. Bye. Michaela is out today. Shar Jossel is in and has this What's Poppin' for us. I have not been this excited about a Housewives reunion in a long time. What's going on? Well, AJ, things are getting really hunky dory <laughs> over not, there during, <laughs> during, during the chicest franchise of uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Have you been watching this season? I've watched every single episode. I'm friends with Erica, Lisa, and Garcelle, and they're really? all like at each other's throats. Um, I got to tell you, Garcelle was the draw for me. I, I binged this. My friend Denver, who I mentioned earlier, is mm-hmm. the one that was like, Shar, you have got to watch Beverly Hills Housewives. So in the pandemic, when it first started in lockdown, I sat down and I binged it and fell in love it's with the, the best, Beverly Hills it's the Housewives. the best one now. I used to be only Atlanta. Now this is like my favorite. Now favorites. hold on. Potomac premieres Potomac on Sunday. Potomac is everything. Though. They I, come back on the 9th. They're going to oh, be. Oh, it's a Sunday. They're my, they're my, it's like a 1A and a 1B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the reunion trailer is out for this current season of Beverly Hills Housewives, which just wrapped this past yeah. Wednesday. And Kathy Hilton is the topic of discussion. I want you all to take a listen to this clip. I don't you need any fight drama. with you know everybody. What, what you did to my sister and you drove Lisa Vanderpump off the show. I mean, the list can go on and on. Now, do you think Renna's coming back next season? Because there's been speculation that she's not the way she's been acting. Here's the thing. Even online. I've actually known Lisa longer than any of the other women that, I, that I'm friends with. And I think that she's interesting because as each season goes by, I feel like she gets more and more problematic yeah she lost her mother this year uh lois so she was going through Loved a lot of lois. emotions right yeah i don't know i think that whether she is coming back or not she's going to say she's not 
Yeah. So, because rumor is she wants to be the highest paid housewife in the franchise. I heard, and Candy was like, "Not on my watch." She wants to be worth two million, two million bucks. And I love Candy. Yeah. But I also think that Lisa is a better housewife than Candy is. Really? Candy, I love well, because she stirs the pot a yes. lot. I feel like Candy. I could be friends with Candy. She's yeah. a normal human. Yes. And she yes. has enough other things. And she going likes on. to eat like us. Yes. Yeah. She's she's relatable. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't always make the best TV. Yeah. And oh, Rena knows how to make TV now. Yeah, she does. And I want to know. You know, at this reunion i saw that uh sudden was on watch what happens live uh-huh. on wednesday and i guess something there's some explosive stuff happening in part one mm. and i need renna just to be transparent about what happened she keeps talking yeah. in circles around Say, what happened ex- in aspen well, she with does, kathy hilton she does get into what was actually said about each of the women Ooh. and the reactions on all their faces i'll say this i i think that i think that everything she's saying about kathy hilton is true me too however as her friend, I'm like, Lisa, if Kyle is in tears, you got to let it go. You got to back off. And, and it feels a little bit like she's trying to take a moment to take Kathy Hilton down. Yeah. When I think. It goes deeper than TV. Yes. For, for someone like Kyle. Yes. Which, by yes. the way, I met Kathy Hilton and Faye Resnick at the same time. Mm-mm. I was pinching myself like, oh my gosh, this is, okay, Kathy Hilton be damned. This is the Faye Resnick. I've never met either What in of the O.J. Simpson is going on? I interviewed Kyle Richards <laughs> once. I interviewed Kyle Richards with Erica Jane as a my Capricorn. co-host one time. Yeah. So, you know, Mauricio is a cancer. He, he is the finest house is, husband. He could get it. Yeah, he definitely he could. Tra- but, but he's also a trumper. Is he really? Yep. That doesn't surprise me. Heartbreaking. Beverly Hills. That I doesn't know. surprise me. It's all that money. Well, I do have to say that the Housewives Part 1 reunion for Beverly Hills airs on Wednesday. Bravo is cranking out the content. Salt Lake City's back. How many, Potomac is how returning. How many episodes of reunion? Because I know years ago, Atlanta was so good for a couple years. They, they did, did a four-part. Four yeah. You think they'll get four out of this one or no. still three? No. And Atlanta honestly needed a two-part this, this season. This dull. I think it's going to be three, three parts. Okay. That's all they need. It wasn't that juicy. It, the whole season was well kathy hilton calls lisa renna the biggest bully in hollywood and says everybody knows it so we'll that see how surprise that plays me. out tell me something good i'll tell you something good so um i used to watch a show called axemen back in the day like i loved it and it's about these like lumberjacks and and how they would go mining forests Right, and they would sell the wood, and and they would uh, make a whole bunch of money off of it. These guys like made an entire career. Very, very dangerous, dangerous work. Um, not work that I could do. But there is a a company up in Oregon who's been doing something really kind of cool for those who live in the state. Now, years ago, apparently, they uh, they were sort of harvesting some of the trees in the area, and. When they replanted the trees, they replanted a different type of tree that this time of year changes color. No longer evergreens. You know, evergreens always, literally, they're always green. They're evergreen. Well, these these trees change with the season. And these trees were planted in the shape of a smiley face. So now, when you drive down this one freeway in Oregon, uh, all the trees are green. And then you see a huge yellow smiley face growing up in the middle of it because the trees and are all different. you can see it from driving. You can see it when you drive. Oh, that's beautiful. Pretty cool. And it, this has been years in the making. This is all thanks to Hampton Lumber Company, who logged the trees up on that hill years ago. Um, and, and it just brings so much joy to the people of Oregon when they drive by. Uh, they're they're um, 30 to 50 years normally before these trees grow. 
So they did this years ago. I wish we could do something like that here with these beautiful mountains and stuff, but mm -hmm. we're always on fire. Well, yeah. Well, they are trying to build, you know, they've got that one overpass being built here in Los Angeles to help animals get across because of like mountain lions and things like that. They die a lot on the freeways. So they're building like bridges of just like terrain, like like forests, which is pretty cool. Ooh. So they're working on it. I love that. It. What do you have? Um, I know there's nothing new under the sun. Do you think that Sherry Shepard stole this segment from you? Have you watched her show? Uh, I did. I watched it the other day. I was like, oh, tell me something good, Sherry. With you've the been same watch- Shaka Khan with- song. Have you been watching the morning beat, Sherry? Well, here's my uh, something good. Trader Joe's fans rejoice because guess what, AJ? What? Their sampling station is making a return. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Move over those paper towels and, and cookie boxes that they had up there collecting dust. Oh. Uh, people have taken to social media, I guess, over this past weekend. Certain stores have, you know, put out Halloween cookies. And I'm sure that there'll be people monitoring and stuff, as they always do. You know, sure. they hand you your sample. Yeah. You don't just walk up and grab. And so I'm excited about this as we know trader joe's is not the only store to do this you know costco and sam's club and whole foods have samples which last year like december of last year i went to sam's club or is no it's costco here i went to costco Mm -hmm. and they had samples out and this was and you know there of course was someone there to hand it to you over burbank over in the valley no i was in inglewood yeah costco in inglewood i didn't know yeah and i went um food shopping for my birthday party because i made like a big vat of gumbo you can also get those big jugs of vodka there and here's that's what i did here's that's what i did for my party you know that those big jugs of kirkland vodka are actually like kettle one really did you know that no i didn't they're the same liquor they bottled it with a different label wow yeah so you save a lot of money well i'm excited about this for trader joe's i'm gonna see you know you know we're maskless now people are a bit more relaxed and i always enjoy a good sampler you know i gotta keep my sugar up well listen it is the weekend apparently i'm heading to trader joe's right now after work to see what i can snag for free char jocelle thank you so much for being here uh we really appreciate you every time you stop by and help us out here on the morning beat it's a pleasure having you thanks to all of our guests today lz granderson brandon kyle goodman and jay rodriguez if you haven't seen bros yet you still have time go check it out and make a decision for yourself whether you think it's uh, good or not and make sure you buy uh, brandon's book uh you gotta be it's fantastic i have it you won't regret it uh until monday uh, stay safe and enjoy your weekend this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.